Welcome to Best True Crime Podcast, a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. I'm your lead investigator on this case, Judith A. Yates, award-winning true crime author, a criminologist, and a paranormal explorer. Every episode is an investigation where you and I explore true crime, forensics, historic cases, dark history, and criminal theory. We discuss the cases, share information, no chatter, no commercials, no off-topic. Now, grab your crime scene kit, a notebook, and your favorite hat. This is Best True Crime Podcast. In the 1912s, the most magnificent luxury liner in the world disappeared into the ocean on her maiden voyage. It was the most traumatic event in dark history of its time. Some of these passengers created their own dark history. This is their story. The date is April 1912. The place is on board RMS Titanic. You are on board the most amazing luxury liner on Earth, the largest man-made object the world knows. Your assignment is to identify characters who have also boarded the opulent ocean liner, but not to admire its teakwood or handmade carvings. This is the Titanic card sharps. Sharks have come aboard. If you were boarding the RMS Titanic first class for its transatlantic crossing to New York, you received a small booklet called a passenger list. Auctioneer Andrew Aldridge explains in the November 15, 2022 issue of Online Metro, They were given to passengers and contained all the information they would need on board from wireless telegraph rates to the hire of steamer chairs and blankets. Passenger books also listed in A to Z order the names of the first-class passengers. It was sort of a who's who on board, where a first-class passenger's luggage count could equal 24 steamer trunks. On this list was a somewhat shielded warning. Special Notice The attention of the managers has been called to the fact that certain persons, believed to be professional gamblers, are in the habit of traveling to and fro in Atlantic steamships. In bringing this to the knowledge of travelers and the managers, while not wishing in the slightest degree to interfere with the freedom of action of patrons of the White Star Line, desire to invite their assistance in discouraging games of chance as being likely to afford these individuals special opportunities for taking unfair advantage of others. Managers meant the White Star Line British Shipping Company. Titanic was a British passenger liner, operated by the White Star Line, and the established company knew that gamblers and swindlers held tickets to travel via ship. There were many wealthy people aboard Titanic, and this was the grandest, the largest, the most famous ocean liner of them all. Notable travelers included J.J. Astor, the wealthiest passenger aboard Titanic, Charles M. Hayes, a railroad magnate, and millionaire Benjamin Guggenheim also traveled here. One of the ways to pass time aboard was playing cards. At the time, they were called card sharps. Card sharp was British English, while card shark is the slang in America. The definition is the same. A professional card player who is skilled in card games and skilled in cheating at card games. 
Titanic was to sail from Southampton, England to New York with stops at Cherbourg, France and Queenstown, Ireland. From Queenstown, there were 2,825 miles to cover before arrival at New York, USA. Plenty of time to fleece people out of their savings, their cash, and ripe for card sharps. So, as we sail, let me introduce you to three known card sharps who will be wandering Titanic's decks and taking seats in the first, second, and maybe third class smoking rooms where the card games are played. Most likely, you'll find these card sharps in the first class smoking room. That's where the money is, after all, and that's where liquor flows freely, along with talk of big business. All aboard. Check your calendar, and it is April 11th, 1912. The Titanic is leaving Queenstown with 1,308 passengers and 898 crew members. This is her final journey. And our journey begins. Meet Charles Hallis Romaine. Charles was born in Kentucky on July 11, 1866, and was one of 11 children. Charles's 1915 passport describes him as standing at 5'11 with gray hair, brown eyes, and a dark complexion. Charles is handsome, and his photos show an intense gentleman. Around 1895, Charles marries Eileen Beatrice, and the childless couple move to Manhattan. Charles is employed as a stockbroker. Charles Hallis Romaine purchases a first-class passenger ticket and boards the Titanic at Southampton. He engages in gambling on the ship, and normally, when he sat at a table, you never knew who you would be playing against. Sometimes he introduces himself as Harry Romaine, but on Titanic, he is known as Mr. C. Romaine. On August 15, 1912, four days into her maiden voyage, the RMS Titanic struck an iceberg and in a few hours sank into the North Atlantic Ocean. More than 1,500 people were on board and died with the ship. 706 people survived. Charles Romaine was one of those survivors. Succeeding the Titanic disaster, Charles is listed as manager of the Hotel Duxie in Anderson, Indiana. He would return to New York and the brokerage business. Charles seemed to have left the days of cheating and thieving behind. Perhaps he left it behind on Titanic, which he slunk into the icy water. In January 1922, Charles was a block away from his New York home when he was struck and killed by a taxi cab. He is buried in Anderson, Indiana. Spend time in the first-class smoking room at the card tables long enough and you will surely run into Mr. George Arthur Brayton. In his pocket is a first-class ticket. Also in his pocket is a list of all the first-class passengers and he has circled the names of the wealthiest on board. If you're lucky enough to get a look at it, one name circled is Charles M. Hayes, the railroad president who is also a VIP guest of White Star Line boss Bruce Ismay. George has even written the word millionaire next to Hayes' name. George Brayton plays high-stake card games. Mr. George Brayton's real name is George Brereton, also called Boy Brereton, a.k.a. Bradley, a.k.a. Brayden. He is a notorious gambler and swindler on land and on sea, wherever he can go to make a crooked buck. 
We shall see just how ruthless he can be in just a moment. George is said to hide out in the smoking room of Titanic, waiting for the right person there in first class, preferably someone marked on his list. Then it's liquor and cards and the games begin. Rumor has it this is where he was on April 15, 1912 at 11.40 p.m. when the starboard side of the Titanic scrapes along the iceberg. George was born in November 1874. His sister Emily was born in December 1876. Both hail from Minnesota to an Irish father and a German mother. George and Emily are particularly close. And now it's April 15, 1912, the last days of Titanic's maiden voyage. The RMS Titanic has struck the iceberg. It's women and children first. Because there have been no lifeboat drills, the scene is chaotic. Initially, no one seems to think the Titanic can even sink. It will not take long before the truth sets in. Mr. Charles M. Hayes would assist his family, his secretary, and his maid onto a lifeboat, then step back and onto the ship's deck. He was one of those lost in the sinking. Not so for the man who had singled him out to fleece. George reportedly escaped the same fate by sneaking onto a lifeboat. On April 15th at 4 a.m., the Carpathia would locate and rescue those who had survived Titanic. Even after surviving a shipwreck, watching over a thousand people plunge to their deaths, George still had some swindling to do. George approached fellow survivor Charles Stingle on the decks of the Carpathia while they waited to land in New York. Yes, even surrounded by widows who cried out for their lost husbands and stepping around people who lost their entire families. George cooked up an elaborate scheme involving a fake racing horse scam with investments, and he was offering Stingle a slice of the big financial pie. But Stingle was no fool, and when they landed in New York and the scheme continued, they finally landed in a hotel room. By now, Stingle had caught on to the scam, and for this, he gave George and George's accomplice a few good punches in the snoot. Mr. George Brayton, a.k.a. George Brittenton, a.k.a. Boy, would eventually become an honest man. But there's that saying about karma and biting. George found work he actually enjoyed, a car salesman, and he lived in Los Angeles, and he married, and they had a son. George's beloved sister Emily and her husband would also live in Southern California, eventually moving in with George's family. But then, this is when karma must have hit, his son unfortunately died during a tonsillectomy. And then George's wife took her own life, and bad things just kept happening. George turned his last card on the morning of July 16, 1942, at 7.40 a.m. The real George Brittenton raced a 12-gauge shotgun to his head and pulled the trigger. He was 67 years old. George's first-class passenger list, where he made that notation about Mr. Hayes and the others, is currently on auction. It goes on auction this weekend by Henry Aldridge and Sons Auctioneers of Wiltshire. Passenger lists are very rare, 
which is why this flimsy little booklet is expected to sell for 60,000 English silver or over $72,000 in U.S. currency. If you want more information on Titanic and her swindlers or just the passengers and crew, I recommend going to www.encyclopedia-titanica.org. Some of my research for this podcast came from this website. And I would also like to thank the Titanic Museum of Pigeon Ford, Tennessee for their assistance. And if you haven't been to either of the Titanic Museums in Pigeon Ford, Tennessee or in Branson, Missouri, you need to visit. Now, on George Burtonton's passenger list, there is a name, H. Haven. Mr. Harry Haven Homer hailed from Indiana, and he was born in 1871. Harry was the son of a physician. Harry's adult photos show an almost smug expression. His hair is slicked back, parted in the center, short, as they were in that time period, and he must have started a life of crime early, he was given the street moniker, Kid. Prior to boarding Titanic, he made other news. And we will be discussing that along with the best scam ever pulled sailing on Titanic by someone who never even stood on the deck in Best True Crimes Podcast, Episode 2 of the Titanic Card Sharps. Sharks have come aboard. I hope you join me then. All aboard! Best True Crime Games announces its premier game, Survive the Titanic, the card game. In this game, you will meet survivors, gather equipment, and relive history. This card game combines skill and strategy with history and lore. But will you survive? The object of the game is to collect a set number of survivors and pieces of equipment into your lifeboat before Titanic sinks. But don't add luggage and watch out for those SOS cards. Just like an iceberg, the speed of a ship, or weather conditions, certain cards can change your plans in one turn. The RMS Titanic was the most luxurious ship to sail the oceans, the largest man-made object on Earth in her time. On April 10, 1912, the Titanic set sail for her maiden voyage to New York. On April 14, Titanic struck an iceberg. Two hours and 40 minutes later, she disappeared into the sea, taking 1,496 souls to the bottom of the ocean. Now you can travel back to 1912 and this exciting, engaging card game. As the game moves along, you will learn fascinating facts about the Titanic passengers that don't often make headlines. Collect vital life-saving equipment from 1900s ocean travel and discover objects on the RMS Titanic Manifest. The game is also a memorial to those lost in the hopes you will allow their legacy to live on. Some proceeds will be donated to a nonprofit organization that supports this mission. For more information, go to www.besttruecrime.com and click on Games. Now, boarding passes, please. Boarding passes. Thank you for joining me on this investigation, exploring true crime, forensics, historic cases, dark history, and criminal theory. This is Best True Crime Podcast. No chatter, no commercials, no off-topic. I do hope you will subscribe. 
This podcast runs off donations only. You can drop us a donation, $35 or more, and I'll send you a signed book. Just go to www.besttruecrime.com. My name is Judith A. Yates, award-winning true crime author, a criminologist, and a paranormal explorer. Thank you for joining me on Best True Crime Podcast, a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. Be safe out there.